Hey everyone, welcome to Northridge Church Online. We're so glad you joined us here today. So want to just let you know right out of the gate, we want you to know that Northridge Church is a safe place for you. No matter where you are with God. Maybe you've been walking with God, you've had a relationship with Jesus for a really long time. Or maybe you're new in your faith with Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're not sure if you have a relationship with God or faith in God. Or maybe you know you don't have a relationship with God and the reason is because you're not sure where you're at with God. Whether you believe in God or the Bible or Jesus or any of that. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, we want you to know this is a safe place for you to discover what you need to do next or, or who God is or questions that you have. Whatever those questions are, we look forward to those. We welcome those. And so this is a safe place and just thank you for joining us. So this last week, I was reading an article out of Forbes magazine, not the hard copy online version, of course. But at the very beginning of this article, it had some very powerful statements. And I wanted to read the, the quote as how they began this article. Listen to what it, they said. It said, COVID-19 has devastated families and lives. That's true. It has turned our economy upside down. Also true. There is nothing good about it, other than perhaps our ability to learn from it. That last statement is what I want to focus on. Powerful statement. Now, it says the one good thing, and I would say, eh, there might be quite a few other good things in this season, but it talks about the one good thing, according to this article, is the ability that we have as human beings to be able to adapt, to be able to change, to be able to learn from this season, from what we're going through. And so the reason I bring that up, that article, is because that's a powerful statement, but it also leads into why we're starting this brand new series today and going to be going for several weeks. This new series is very simply called Pivot. Now, you might be wondering right away, well, why are we calling it Pivot? That seems kind of weird. I've never heard a sermon series called Pivot. Yeah, I understand that. So let me ask you this. What is a pivot? What is a pivot? What does it mean to pivot? Well, physically, if you're talking about sport or, or something like that, and it, what it means is when you plant one foot and then you move in a different direction from what you previously were. You're facing a different direction. You're doing something different. You're shifting. You're moving. So to pivot physically means to change direction. To pivot in life also means to change direction, to change what we're doing, to change how we're doing it, to change why we're doing it. To pivot means to adjust, to change, to adjust our course. And so in this series, very simply, we're going to ask, how do we pivot? Some other questions that maybe we could add into that is, uh, how do we change? What do we need to change? What is God saying to us? What is God saying to you? What is, what is God telling you? What is God showing you? What is God imparting or, or pressing in on you about? These are important questions, especially in these days. These are important questions every day. But especially in these pandemic days, really important that we ask those questions and, and answer those questions. And so we could do this series a lot of different ways. 
I could just preach to you about various topics within how we should pivot, how I think God wants us to pivot. But what we've chosen to do is you're going to hear some thoughts and insights and some, some scripture and, and, and possibilities from me. In fact, I'm going to share one here in just a minute. But what we thought we'd do is we would share people's stories and insights of what they're learning about God, about what God is teaching them in this pandemic. But before I introduce you to the first person that's going to share today, I want to share with you a very powerful verse. And before I do, I want you to know that this verse can come across as very in your face, very almost offensive in how it is described and how it's worded. But I think when you hear these words, it's one of those things that at first we want to build the wall, we want to get defensive. But when we really think about it, it's very, very important. The, the verse is Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and this is what it says. It says, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Be honest about yourself. Be honest about your life. Be honest about who you are, about who God made you to be. That's what this is saying. And we don't like when it says, be honest with yourself. You know, don't, don't think of yourself higher than what you actually are. It's saying, be real in your measurement, your evaluation of your life. And make sure you measure it according to the right bar, the right standard. And that standard is God. So as I said, we're going to start talking to some people each of these next several weeks about what their insights, what their thoughts are about what God is teaching them. So our first one today, earlier today, I had a conversation with Mandy Kosmicki. And let me just tell you, she has some unbelievably powerful, very just moving and, and, and interesting insights that God is teaching her and that she's learning from God in these days in this pandemic. So go ahead and take a look at this conversation. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to our first conversation in the Pivot series. So as I mentioned just a second ago, I have Mandy Kosmicki here. Thank you for being willing to be here. Um, and so we're going to be having a conversation. It's very simple. We're going we're gonna, to have some questions and we're going to be talking uh, about how God has impacted you, what he's doing in your life and your family's life and all those things. And so, Mandy, thank you for uh, just being willing to be here and open yourself up and be transparent. So just, yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So, um, so let's start this way. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. How'd you grow up? Did you grow up in Wisconsin? You know, do you have a family? Like, just help us know a little bit about Mandy and your family. And, uh, and then, if you can, kind of transition and help us understand, like, how in the world did you end up at Northridge? Everybody has a different story. So how did you end up at Northridge? Sure. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin, and um, besides a six-month internship at Disney World, I, I have lived here my entire life. So um, I don't see myself leaving, but never say never, right? <laughs> um, right. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to avoid... Hurricanes and earthquakes and large spiders, and so this seems like the perfect fit for Don't me. Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but 
So I came to the Madison area for a job, a database development job, uh, with my uh, college professor's company, and I've been in the area ever since. Uh, I met my husband, Elliot, in 2007. Uh, we met uh, on Match.com when it was weird to do <laughs> Match.com, so our families okay. were a little bit worried for us. Um, but we had a whirlwind romance, uh, so to speak. Um, we went ring shopping within five days of meeting. Wow. Um, which our families might not know, but now they will. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, if they didn't, they do now. <laughs> um, and we were officially engaged five months later and married the next year. So wow. now we have two little boys who are nine and six. And um, yeah, and we'll be married 12 years in September. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So okay. it's been really great. And we moved to Wanakee when our oldest was about to start kindergarten. So um, okay. about four years ago. And I met Laura through Playgroup, and um, you know we talked on several occasions, and um, we were the only ones who showed up for a Christmas-themed event that we were holding. And Tanner and Ryan ate mounds of cookies and candy, and we sat and talked about what we were doing for Christmas. <laughs> uh, Laura invited me to church. Um, I avoided coming for several months, <laughs> but finally sure. did, and uh, I, I really liked it. So um, that's how, my story of how I landed at Northridge. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I think that that is uh, so many people's story. It's, it's hard to make that jump into a new place, mm -hmm. whether it's a new uh, group, whether it's a new church, whether it's a new fitness gym, you know, whatever. It's always hard to make that jump. And so mm -hmm. I'm we're so glad that you did. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Good, good. Um, okay, so let's uh, turn the corner a little bit. Thank you for helping us to understand you a little bit. So next question is is uh, kind of turning the corner into this new season. So we've been in this COVID-19 season. And as a result of that, it's forced all okay. of us, you, me, everybody, whether we want to or not, to really consider things about our life. Mm -hmm. To really consider what thoughts, what insights, what changes, what things need to be adjusted. Um, and so as you think about that, would you be willing to share just maybe a couple of those thoughts or insights that, that you've gained in this pandemic season, like because of this pandemic? Sure. Um, I, I think about how much I read the news, you know, little tidbits here and there. And so many of so much of that never hits us. It never impacts us. There's tragedy going on every single day mm. around the world, and um, I feel like we're kind of protected from that, like in this bubble. And mm -hmm. uh, it felt like that bubble kind of. It, I mean, it did. It it popped on us this time. This <laughs> in, time in, a, and, in a big way. Yeah, and everybody has a different opinion of why that happened, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, it it has touched all of us. And you know now we all have to deal with it. So for me, it was just how quickly it came on. Uh, I'm in a life group with North Northridge, and we were talking on Wednesday about you know the shortage of toilet paper at Costco, kind of joking <laughs> around about it. That was a big thing, of course. Yep. And by Friday, schools had closed and sports had canceled, and people had lost jobs, and it was just mind-blowing how quickly all of that happened and how our heads were just spinning about what this meant and and how our lives had changed and even mm. really seemed like a snap of our fingers. Mm. 
you know, we lost and everybody lost kind of, it was right before spring break. So a lot of people lost the chance to go on vacations and, you know, the kids lost chances to play sports and, you know, come to church and do community events. And so I think that we are just more grateful as a family for those opportunities. And we've had to come up with creative ways to obviously keep us entertained and, you know, and I think that's Absolutely. a blessing in disguise. I mean, we obviously get more time together and I, I've i said it and I've heard many people say it, you know, this time that we get together as a family is, it didn't seem possible, mm-hmm. you know, and it, because everyone is so busy yeah. and this forced us to slow down and mm-hmm. it forced us to just figure out how to be together and I think for a lot of people it's just been this amazing blessing hmm. that's that's awesome that's awesome so um as far as like you know just the gratefulness I mean you, you kind of talk a little bit about how it showed us that we can slow down that we should show, slow down and we've been able to slow down a lot of us anyway most of us maybe um, and so there's some things that we are grateful for now, but there's also some of the things that we're grateful for that we don't have, right? Mm-hmm. That, we, that we can't have right now. Um, so kind of taking that other side of that same coin, things that we're grateful for, because of this pandemic, so many people have lost so much. And so I guess the next question would be, what is the biggest thing that you feel like you've lost because of this pandemic season? And or, and or the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with in this pandemic season? Sure. Um, for me, it's been time with family, not my family in my house. We get plenty of that, but just our extended family, um, especially my my mom for me. Uh, she is a two-time breast cancer survivor, so she has lung damage from radiation treatment, obviously a high risk for a respiratory disease so or infection so not something we want to bring to her um so we've had to be very cautious about visiting we've only seen her once on mother's day and Mm. there was obviously distance between us but i just couldn't go (laughs) through mother's day without seeing her so we did do that but otherwise I, i haven't had the opportunity to you know have her up to play with the kids and stuff like that and so not only my mom, but, you know, of course, Elliot's parents as well. Um, I think about my boys, and we value that relationship with their grandparents so much. We sure. know that those memories are so precious, and our time is limited. As much mm-hmm. as you know, we don't want to think about that sometime, their time with them is limited. So we're missing mm-hmm. out on, on them making the memories with them. Absolutely. And so that's that's really hard to think about but um hmm. you know and i i think it's i don't know if funny is the right word but you know we went from hugging to show our love for people to keeping our distance to show our affection for people hmm. and wow. so you know that's been something that hopefully we'll get back to of course soon but that's going to be up to them and their comfort level as it is with everyone as we get back to some sort of normalcy. So <laughs> whatever that is. Right, right. right wherever that takes us. Wow, that is and 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 that is so hard. And I think that that's what's so hard about this season is we've all lost <clears throat> so many things and they're all impacting us a little bit differently maybe because of our all of our situations, our family situations are all different. And uh, but even our 
uh, just our concern, our care for family members mm-hmm. like that um, is just, man, that's huge. So, um, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Mandy. Um, so uh, turn the corner uh, again just a little bit. Um, so you mentioned uh, some things to me when we were talking earlier and, and kind of talking about some things that we could talk about in this time. Um, and you mentioned to me a couple of things that either have changed because of this season or things that you maybe hope will change or maybe you want to change or you think you might change. Um, there's been a lot of change. Um, so would you be willing to share just a couple of those things that have really that you've noticed has changed mm-hmm. for you and your family? Sure. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so we're a one-income family. So when people started losing jobs, that the panic of what does this mean for us really mm. set in. So my mm. panic reaction was stop spending, you know, we need to just cut this off. You don't need shoes. You don't need this. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, with time and deep breaths and, you know, something we've all had to do through the, through this, I think what I've realized is that yes, we need a change in those habits. And um, for me, it's like, as a stay-at-home mom, you know, I still volunteered in the community. I still volunteered at church, but I've earned and at school, but I, I still felt like, you know, I didn't have time to do a bunch of other things that I wanted to do. I've had to streamline those things because, and what I had to do because one, I didn't want to go to the stores and expose that. And two, we were trying to kind of be cautious about spending. So sure. I realized that when this is over, when this is done, I can really simplify my life. And, you know, I can go from shopping two to three times a week to really getting it done in maybe two times a month. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about the time that's going to free for me to do things that I thought I didn't have time to do, and um, when I think about how much time that's going to leave for my family and my friends, it just makes me happy. Mm. And I, I think Elliot feels the same way. Wow. And uh, the other side of, of that is I, I find that um, one of the most beautiful things about the way that God made us is that we are able to change who we are. We can wake up at any point Tomorrow, right now, I can change who I am as mm. a person if I decide I want to do that. And a lot of times, though, that self-reflection comes from life events like job losses and relationship losses and an unexpected health diagnosis or a death of a family member or friend. Mm. And that cause, those things cause self-reflection. Mm. They cause Sorry. pain, but they can also cause this incredible growth in us we can start to reflect on you know what what did i do that maybe caused that to happen can i eat better to make into a healthier lifestyle you know Mm. what am i not valuing in my relationships and so i just i think that this kind of coronavirus season is another one of those life events that we can all stop and we should stop and reflect on why this is happening. Hmm. What are we supposed to get out of this? What is God saying to us individually about what changes we can each make? Hmm. And I've prayed for that over and over again. I can't Hmm. even tell you the amount of times I've asked him, what do you want me to change about me? And I've listened for those answers because I don't want 
to go through this and be the same person I was mm. when I when we started. I think it would be such a loss of an opportunity mm. to go through this time, this historic time that um, mm. you know <laughs> hardly anyone that is still that's alive has seen, right. and and not be different. Mm. That's wow. I mean, that just knocks me sideways. <laughs> I mean, it really does. I mean, I, I think that you're so right uh, that, I mean, this is an opportunity we have, even though we know, we recognize that there's a lot of stuff that maybe we don't want, but then there's also some opportunity for us to say, what can we gain from this? What can we learn from this? And, um, oh, that's, that's huge. So thank you for helping me. That encourages me and it challenges me to remember this. I think, you know, in the back of my heart, I think I know this, but but to, to come face to face with it and saying this is something that you're wrestling with, mm-hmm. um, changes that you are having to make and that you want to make, that's that's amazing. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so uh, so kind of going even a little bit more, uh, a little deeper, maybe even a little bit more personal. So we talked about the changes. What specifically is God doing in you? So there's changes, there's insights, there's thoughts, but then there's these things where you're kind of feeling like God is pressing the door open, right? God, or, or sometimes he kicks the door open, you know, mm-hmm. but what is, what is that thing or those things that God seems to be showing you or teaching you in this season? Yeah, this is a hard one for me to admit, mm. but God has really hit me in the head with something okay. <laughs> through this, and I'll share it. Um, but uh, we continued life group. Thankfully, I'm so grateful, and I want to give a shout out to Shannon for really pushing us to keep going because I know she has five kids, so you know she's awesome. kind of harder than the rest of us. But she's like really <laughs> still moving. Um, yeah. still she moving is awesome too. I she agree. Is. Absolutely. Amazing. Cool. And so we are doing the uh, First Corinthians study um, with Jenny Allen's study book, and we were about halfway through it when all of this kind of exploded and um so you know we're together with our spouses right it's not exactly you know things are festering we're all stressed out you know it doesn't it's not the perfect environment for lovey-dovey type of stuff i it's mean not, it's not all unicorns gonna, and rainbows if you're gonna yeah. take it out on someone it's gonna be your husband or wife i mean it's just the bottom line true so true. um i will take 100 percent blame for the big fight that we had <laughs> during our 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 time and home together (laughs) but um god's timing on this is impeccable as it Mm. always is Mm. Uh, we were studying first Corinthians, and um we were talking about how i don't know what chapter or verse but you know and i honestly don't know if it came from the bible or from jenny but it said marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights and Mm. that was like Oh, man, I really got to think about this one. This one is speaking to me so Mm. hard because I am a person who I bottle things up and then I explode Mm. and then I shut down and I stop talking. And depending on how long I go without talking, 
that's how he knows how mad I am at him, you know. So it was about two days, so I was really mad, and, I, and he was really scared, you know. So sure, <laughs> sure. He was um, getting the message. I, I get definitely, it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I seem to uh, understand some of those moments that I've had, uh, some some recurring things that I've known. Right, right. Um, but I also read somewhere that um, you know the Bible is the only book that is alive and meaning mm-hmm. that whatever phase you're in in life the bible you can go back and read it and it can be interpreted in a completely different way mm. so i think that that hit me that you know we are not supposed to shut off access to ourselves and in that way it's communication mm. and right now i know that my role as a mom and a wife has never and may never be as important mm. as this point in our lives is. My, and wow. you know, as a mom and a dad, our, our only priority really, um, when it comes to our kids, is getting them through this safely mm. and keeping them happy. That's, That's awesome. all I think about. And Elliot and I are not gonna be able to do that <laughs> if we're going at it all the time. So, mm. um, wow. And it kind of, it's funny, God cut me up last night, you know, Um, and I was actually crying at four in the morning because it hit me and it kind of came to me and I said, you know, when we're good, they're good. Mm. Um, Mm. My oldest, Kaysen, is so tuned in to my emotions and yesterday I was frustrated with something and he followed me around for 15 minutes asking me if I was okay. Wow. So if Elliot and I are at each other, they're going to pick up on that. And it's not fair to them um, for us to not communicate through this and to not be strong through this. And, you know, we are going to have big decisions ahead, whether that comes to school or whatever that comes to. Um, mm-hmm. And we have to be on a united front. And it's never been more important than right mm-hmm. now, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I have to stop building walls around me. Um, really not only when it comes to him, um, but Mm. everyone and keep those walls down and just be open to, to being accessible and just kind of staying open to whatever he has to say and, um, making sure that I'm communicating frustrations and Mm. making sure that we're strong enough to make these decisions that are best for our family. Wow. That is, I keep saying, wow, <laughs> I've noticed that. And it's because I, it's just, this is, wow. I mean, that's, this is why God is so awesome. He presses on. Sometimes we don't like crisis mode. Mm-hmm. But I think that sometimes, maybe a lot of the time, God uses crisis mode to press in on some things that he says, I wanted to highlight this. Do you see this? We need to stop building walls or whatever it is. And that insight that God is showing you is... Uh, is amazing. I love that. So, Mandy, thank you for for sharing that. That's very. <laughs> it's hard to be that transparent and that mm-hmm. open, but um, <laughs> but thank you for doing that. Yeah. So, um, so I have just a couple more questions. Um, I want to turn the corner just uh, again. Uh, we've turned a couple of corners here, but um, so in this season, we recognize that a lot is wrong. I mean, there is so much that is not right in this season, but. There also, I believe, uh, and I know you believe, and a lot of people believe, that there are some good things. There are some good things that are happening 
and that good that can come of this. And so you shared a couple of those. Would you be willing to just share those a uh, couple of good things that you have recognized in this season uh, that maybe wouldn't have been recognized without this season? Yeah, sure. One of the coolest things that um, has come of it is that Elliot isn't normally able to come to church with me on Sundays. And so we, uh, but during this, I, first of all, I love the Home Run series. I think it's one of the most awesome. And he actually got me the book for Mother's Day. And so I'm really excited cool. to read it. I haven't read it yet, but I'm really excited. And so, um, you know, I invited him to watch it with me and he was more than willing to do that. And so, you know, it's kind of our time on Sunday to get coffee and, you know, settle in somewhere comfy and send the kids off to do whatever they're going to do. Sure. And we watch it together. And it's it's given us the opportunity to have discussions we wouldn't have had mm-hmm. otherwise. Because, you know, I go to church on a regular basis, but as we all know, as parents, it's like, you know, you're interrupted so many times, mm-hmm. um, you know, by the time church is done and then you wrangle the kids and you stop at quick trip and you know someone texts you and you get home and the kids need this and you know um you get a drink and he's like how was church and i'm like i have no idea what we even talked about you know what just <laughs> I like, happened i know it was good but i cannot remember the context of anything to tell you right now but thank you for asking right you know but this has just made us so present and just given mm. us the opportunity to have those discussions. And mm. so I thought that was, you know, probably one of the best things to come of it. Mm. Wow. That's um, awesome. And then I think you, um, you also mentioned something that, and I think that that's amazing. And we're, by the way, we're seeing that happen in a lot of families. They're finding that they can just, they can find the time to do this together. Whereas before maybe they couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, or they're serving in the kids ministry. And so they couldn't sit together or whatever. There's some of the, some of those side blessings of this and where they're having deeper conversations because they're at home. They can just have their coffee and talk about it as soon as the sermon's done. Um, but then you mentioned something about for your kids yeah. that you thought has just been really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, we all know that these, the, these kids' lives have been turned upside down. Um, they got things taken away from them in an instant, you know. And um, now when I told my kids that they weren't going back to school, I'm pretty sure my neighbors down five houses down could hear their elation in that. But, you know, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of things that about school that they miss. And, sure. you know, my youngest loves sports. He loves baseball. He loves basketball. So he hasn't been able to play those the way that he normally would. And, you know, Kaysen's in karate, so he's missed out on that and about graduation and, you know, trips and whatever else. And we all know that these things are gone. But these are little kids. These mm. are just little kids who don't understand. And you try so hard to protect them. You mm. don't want to let them know why to much detail, you know, right. why they can't go do these things. Right. And we... we teach them to hug people we teach them Mm. to be kind to people and now we're telling them don't touch that person Mm. you know don't go get the mail don't touch the ups packages i mean this is just flipping their minds yeah but they're doing amazing (laughs) they're absolutely amazing i mean they're happy they're rested they're bonding Mm. they're playing games together they've never played they're you know, outside all the time, hmm. and um, it's they're so resilient, and it's it makes you so proud to just see them thriving hmm. in such you know global pandemic. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, right. you don't know how to parent through this, and there's no books for this. <laughs> right. But 
they're doing awesome no. it, and that's been really cool that's awesome i mean you know i think of when um you know, Jesus said, you know, let the children come to me. And I think of when Jesus said, hey, if you want to be, you know, bring the kingdom of God, you've got to be like these little children. And I think he was talking about that amazing resilience. So, um, so we're, we're close on time. So let's, let's go to the last question, Mandy. Um, so the last question is, out of all this, what do you really hope for, for you, for your family, for your relationship with God, what, whatever it is, just kind of Final shots, final parting words. Uh, what, what, is, what is your hope coming out of this season? Yeah, um, I struggle a lot with anxiety and worry. So, you know, I've had mm. some hard days. I've had panic, full-blown panic attacks, worrying about what the future holds. We've lost control on, on some aspects of our lives, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm a person who likes to be 100% in control, line up my own ducks, you know. And it feels <laughs> sometimes that we do not right now and may not have any part of the decision of what that holds in our future. Mm. So how do you get past that frustration? For me, it's focusing on what we do have, you know, staying thankful. Um, I pray every day for, you know, thank you, God, for protecting my family. Thank you for keeping us together. And um, and then I pray for guidance for our family. Mm. Pray for guidance through those decisions that seem impossible right now. And the more I lean into him, the more, the less I worry, mm. you know? And where is this going to settle? We don't know, right? And um, however this kind of breaks us and shatters us, I know God is going to be there to pick up those pieces. Wow. And, um, you know, as he does always, it's like he may paint an even more beautiful picture out of our lives in those broken pieces and we can even imagine. Mm. So I just, I hope to keep praying awesome. and I hope to keep leaning in on him um, for, for me and my family. Mm. That's awesome. Well, Mandy, I just want to say thank you for being willing to be transparent, share with so many people that are going to be watching and, and be online and all that stuff and, and putting yourself out there. So Mandy, thank you so much uh, for giving us your incredible insights and, and powerful thoughts uh, for what God wants to do. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to take you back to that verse that I shared at the beginning. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Are you willing to be really honest about who you are, about what needs to change, about how you need to pivot from the old way of doing things into this COVID season and into the new reality. What needs to change? How do we pivot in order to experience the life that God wants for you, wants for me, wants for all of us? That becomes the question. And here's the thing, you, we all know this, we've all been forced to pivot a lot lately, <laughs> haven't we? I mean, some of us have lost income. Some of us have lost jobs. Some of us have, as Mandy mentioned just a little while ago, we've lost our connection with extended family. We have a lot of connection with our immediate family, 
but we've lost connection with the extended family. And some of us, we live our, uh, uh, alone. And so we've been isolated more than we've ever been before in our entire lives. Some of us have lost a routine. Some of us have lost graduation. Some of us have lost uh, trips or events or spring break or th- things that we had planned or maybe even summer trips that are coming up that we've had to have canceled. Some of us have had to become teachers at home. Some of us have gained more time in our days. Others of us, we've actually gotten busier. We've lost time because we're frontline workers and we're more stressed out and, and we've had to spend more time at work away from our families in this season. We've had to pivot again and again and again and again. And I just want to ask this question. Are you tired of pivoting? Are you tired of changing? Are you tired of trying to reinvent everything? Can I be honest with you? I'm exhausted. I really am. I'm tired of pivoting. I'm tired of reinventing. I'm tired of working things out. I'm tired of having to make decisions based on very little information or confusing information. Anybody else with me? I'm exhausted. It's draining. It's stressful. So I don't know if you're in the same place that I am, but I want to give you some encouragement today. As we move from a season where we were all forced to change, forced to pivot, We had to. It was not a choice that we were given. As we move from that kind of a season into a different season, a season where we are going to have the option to choose what can we change, what should we change. As we move into the season where we can ask those questions, my question to you is, what needs to change? How can you pivot into what God is calling you to do or calling you to be. My hope is that we pivot well in these next few days and weeks and months ahead, even though we have no idea what they look like. Let's pivot well. Let me pray for us. God, I want to pray for everybody who has joined us here today, who's listening, who's watching. I'm sure that so many of the people that are listening to my voice right now or watching right now, they're exhausted. They're frustrated. They're fed up with with policies and and, and decisions that are being made. Some, the the, the state or or the county, it's moving too fast. For others, they cannot move fast enough. They're holding us back and our freedoms are taken away. They're, They're so high level of frustration and stress right now. We're angry, we're tired, we're frustrated, we're just, we're at a loss, we're confused, we don't know what the future holds. And so in this season, I pray that you would help us to lean on the one thing that we can count on that is going to be certain in this life and in this world, and that is you. Help us to listen to your voice, to listen to your guidance and your wisdom, And help us respond to the question, how do we pivot by listening to what your answer is in our life? God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being consistent in our lives. We ask this and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.
Well, as always, I want you to know, I love you. God loves you. And so now let's decide, let's ask the question and answer it. How are we going to pivot to experience the best life, the full life that Jesus wants to give to us?